What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, it's good to be back in the saddle again. Yes, indeed. Hello, friends. It is time for another rollicking week of preparation, getting ready for the Steelers. Getting ready to go up and lace up their cleats out in L.A. And, of course, I'm always joined by Max Starks, who uh, had a very busy weekend, as I understand, Max. Would you care to, to fill us in a little bit on your travails and travels? Well, <laughs> since you asked, Wolf. Oh, oh, wait a minute, Wes. I want confirmation. Somebody just woke up because in a little pre-production voice meeting here, you know, over over the uh, ether lines there, somebody was a little bit tired, but like a true pro, he steps up. That's that is what you do in these moments. If you're hey, if you're not first, if you if you're not first, you're last. Wolf, <laughs> that's right. Wolf Max cut his eyelids off many moons ago. <laughs> that is true, and, and, and the candle has been burnt on both ends on many of occasion. But I seem to find new wicks. So <laughs> we are here. We are here. No, um, so. Uh, I, I I was I was blessed and fortunate. Um, I had the opportunity this weekend. Um, I went to we went to um, my wife and I went to Harvard. We had to speak at Harvard, um, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. and um, kind of did that Thursday. Um, did a charity. They went to a charity golf tournament on Friday right. up there in Cape Cod, and then so from Boston, I then went to Chapel Hill through Raleigh Durham. <sighs> To call the UNC Miami game uh, Saturday night, and that game, if anybody was watching that out there, knows that that game went very long. There were a lot of penalties and um, a lot of injury timeouts, so that game probably finished about eleven forty forty five. And of course, because it was such, you know, the game was so compelling and a good one, you know, people stayed. So it, it was. It took a little while to get out of the the area. And so because of that, I didn't get back till late. So I had a, a mm-hmm. very early morning flight that I had to catch to get to Cleveland because I was then calling the Browns 49ers game. That too was a very penalty ridden game. Um, and very, it was the longest one o'clock game uh, oh, of the no. day yesterday. Yeah. So imagine this. Well, we got so I'll never forget this. We were at we were still in halftime, you know, and come, about to come back on the show for the third quarter. Every other game was into the third quarter while we were still in halftime. Mm. Yeah, that was when you knew. I was like, oh yeah, we're, this we're, is going to be bad. Long. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's gonna be a bad. But you know what? I mean, it was a it was a great game as far as just the back and forth, how tight it was, um, the parody, the back and forth. So I mean, it was an entertaining game. It was it was so much to talk about. You you were always engaged. It, it wasn't like this was a long game and this was a blowout or this was you know nobody could really put any points on the board. I mean, it was actually. Some, some some good movement and some good plays, but but yeah, no, that was it. And then uh, then I flew back last night. Uh, how about this? My flight out of Cleveland delayed an hour. Or, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, fifty five minutes. It was a fifty five minute delay. We get to Chicago early, and we have a ground stay. Because the gate has been occupied. So we have to sit on the tarmac for 30 minutes before we can get a gate. Then only followed by the fact that I have like 20 minutes to get from Concourse L to Concourse K before the flight uh, leaves. So I'm running and I get there. Breathing sweat, breathing heavy, sweaty. <laughs> not, not, not my best look, but we, we we get on the plane. We pull back at the normal time from the jetway, <clears> heading on. There, there's some type of mechanical relay issue. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We sat for an hour and ten minutes while they filled out the report. You know, Max, I would have greater empathy and sympathy for you had I not experienced the two plane. <laughs> weekends that we did with vegas i and know with Houston. so i got a lot yeah. of love for you brother i'm sorry for you i'm sorry for that that hassle uh what can i say but i know what you're feeling because i <laughs> the last two weekends have not well, been that, great you, you were you were, the, you were the person to talk to then you should That's be comforting right. me i am i'm in extending these comfort to you my friend yes yeah because because at least private travel you actually picked the departure time yeah <laughs> you know and and it's not like you have to have a connection. Like you're right. Like you're right. Here bro. to here. So yeah, mine has to work on perfection and a lot of other moving parts and people to get to make sure that it works. But yeah, now yours that that that's worthy of. Hey, I need a refund off my free ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's what you should be working on right no, now. No, the only thing I can I can think of was everything was made whole when we had donuts and. Uh, and uh, breakfast pizza. Yeah. I mean, come on. Exactly. See, you at least got some. I didn't get anything. I just had to sit there. You and I would have just like, just think about it. Think about it. We would have been pile driving Dunkin' Donuts with breakfast pizza. You know, super set. You know, have a donut, then have some pizza. Then another donut and more pizza. I mean, that 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 makes the time go a little bit better. Or put, the do- put a donut on each side of the pizza. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Now, there's something uh-huh. to be considered. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. And they can do it with a burger. Why can't they do it with a pizza? Well, that's true. That's true. Down yeah. in, uh, where where was it? They had, oh, down in Houston, they had a, a, a bacon donut. You know, yeah. which is very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. That's, yeah. Bacon makes everything yeah. taste better. Uh, you know, it, does. Sure. It, just, it, uh, it does. It just, it is outstanding. Okay, so what I'm looking at now is this past week has been kind of crazy. So things that can be looking up, looking down, but here, here you go. Give, I got four things. Give me your thoughts on them as I hit you with them, okay? 
Number one, okay. the Steelers are getting healthy with Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth coming back. That's a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. And but, tell me why. I thought also James Daniels as well, too. I and James, James Daniels, Daniels too, is coming along. Yes. I, okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, I forgot that's one what, of our brethren. My gosh. I know. I know. Come on. Hey, hey, hey we got to make it the trifecta, the triple threat. Well, here. No, I, I – yeah. But, but you know, I, I, think, I think it really helps um, because when you look at it, having Pat Fryermuth allows for more tight end, you know, interaction. So, you can, you can run more 21 personnel – you can do a little bit more bigger things in the run game and some of the play action game that helps. But the addition of Deontay that now gives you speed that now gives you the number one to demand the double team. And with said double team, now George Pickens gets to go back and be who George Pickens is. And that's, I'm I'm not the changeup guy. I'm the ISO guy. I'm the one on one. And then if you are going to double George Pickens, now you, now you have Deontay who can burn you, technical route runner, and a guy who can really cause some headaches for opposing uh, defenses. So I look at that and it just it adds to Kenny Pickett's arsenal in the air. Right. That gives him more comfortability, and also for them. They all they 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 possess unique skill sets, and that's one where you know you have one who's the human mismatch on the on the on the tightrope of what I call the hashes or the seam. So and then of course you have Deontay who can who 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 can who can work the footwork better than anybody has great speed knows how to get separation and makes himself available to be targeted. So those two coming back from the aerial assault side. Uh, are are big additions, and of course, James Daniels getting him back, getting another healthy lineman is always key. Absolutely, no doubt about it. All right, so we got that. And here, I'll just add this: you know, you, you go last year, uh, De- Deontay, he had 80, 86 catches, roughly. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what percentage was it? Fifty two percent of those last year resulted in first downs. He's a first down maker, man. I mean, one of the biggest problems the Steelers have been facing all season long has been, what, rolling the chains, getting, you know, connecting first downs with first downs, having that extended drive, all these things. And I got to believe that Deontay Johnson's addition over and above with everything you just put out, which is excellent, right? That's the guy that I think can make a little, give a boost to this offense and get her going again, along with the Fryermuth coming back. Because I think he's deserving of more targets too, more than he went into when you know before he got injured. But I certainly think them getting healthy with James Daniels coming back, get Zooks, man. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a real good sign of things coming. Does that sound well, good? And, and, yeah, no, I, I I'm right there with you, Wolf. Okay. I think you have to be excited because look where we've gotten kind of without. <laughs> so just imagine what it will be with. And I think that's kind of how you how I would summarize it for what you said is that yeah this this can only lead to good things. There's no doubt in my mind. Yes, so I like where we're positioned right now. I like the fact that people are getting their their health back. We're getting key people in key positions coming back, and so I think that's one big thing that happened over this past week. Second thing is. I'm a bum. I'm a little bit bummed about it, but the Ravens won in London. I mean, Gadzooks. I thought certain 
maybe after taking a lick in here, they'd go over there and they wouldn't be so good. But they they put one on uh, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, and it, it, I mean, and think about this: the Ravens really did it with kicking. Justin Tucker, oh. you know, with the the golden toe was really what kind of sealed it for him. He was just hitting everything. Um, but yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee, so up and down um, that they're, they're always a, a a frustrating team. You know, it's like when they when they catch you with 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 with, with the overhand right, <laughs> and you know all they have is the overhand right. It's like sixty percent of the time it works all the time, guys. Just want to let you know that. Um, and yeah, they just. It is it is very intriguing, you know, for Tennessee, especially in the AFC South. But yeah, the Ratbirds won, uh, and of course, I witnessed firsthand. Actually, the entire AFC North won uh, yesterday. So, and of course, we won because we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't subject ourselves to a win or a loss. So we stayed kind of copacetic. So you can add that the AFC North was, uh, I think, division champions on the uh, on the weekend. You know, it's so funny. I started laughing when you described the overhand right because the right hand, overhand right, however you want to call it, it's just different from a straight right, depending on the arc. That's the last pu- – that's the punch that put me in retirement from my boxing gym, from sparring with the folks when I was, <laughs> yeah. that was in my early 50s because I got these young lions, you know, they're in their early 20s. Everybody wants a shot at the old man. And I remember the guy in the ring and I'm sparring, moving around, and <laughs> I knew he was going to throw the right hand. I could see he's setting it up. Everything that he'd learned in, in the years of training, and I, you know, and I knew it was coming, and I just couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> That's when I decided, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, it's time to just step outside the ring and not get back inside with gloves on, man. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I am, I am, I am sorry. I brought up a brought up an old wound right there. Oh, boy, yeah, that, absolutely. Oh my goodness, I, I could have said any other punch too. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, no doubt about it. All right, so we got that. So then the third thing is, how about the Tiger King? Joe Burrows. The Bengals are getting a little bit healthy, too. They're 3-3. Three and three. They beat the Seahawks, Max. That's a little discomfortable, is it not? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I, I was I was hoping they'd still continue to have woes. But, I mean, right. you know, they're a team that's going – they're going to win. There's going to be an opportunity for them. So I get it, right? I get the fact that it's going to be a lot tougher um, for them to stay down for a long amount of time. But at the same time, I mean, we kind of expect this to happen. Just all it matters is as long as they don't do it against us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like hope, use all of it on on non-conference, non you know, non worry about for us directly wins and then lose your conference games, lose your division games, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> yes, you can go beat the Seattle Seahawks. It's okay. It's okay because the Seattle Seahawks, it's not going to affect us directly unless we get into like tiebreaker scenarios. And even then, it'll probably be a little bit further in that situation. So, you know, Cincinnati has to, has to, has to win something because listen, they're not, they're not, they're not Chicago. Right. They're not Denver. And right, right. Whatever the Jets are, I mean, so who knows? You know, I give them a little bit more credence just because my father played there, so right, I, I could right. be a, I could be a little, little less jaded about it, and a little more, just a smidge more objective. Did you happen to catch Joe Burrow's post game interview? I think it was he with Evan Washburn or something. 
he was smoking hot. He was just, it was all he could do to contain himself and answer questions that, you know how at the end of the game you really don't want to answer questions? Even though you won yeah. and you should be happy, he really didn't have a, ter- a Joe Burrows-like performance. And so as the, the questions roll on about, you know, picking up the offense, and that, you could just see he was tight-lipped. He was just a little bit uh, put off, I would say, I guess, because of the fact that, you know, the offense still is not clicking the way they would think that it should be clicking. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you're a leader and anytime you have uh, been compensated – uh, appropriately for <laughs> said said leadership, it, it, you know you, you're going to you're going to be a lot tougher on yourself. True, and I think you also have to hold yourself to that type of higher standard. Um, yep. that, yeah, a high a higher standard, a higher expectation for yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, yeah, he, he's going to be upset, but you know, rightfully so. I mean, and this is also a sport predicated on emotion, right? Well, right. I mean, so. So yeah, so he's taking it pretty hard, but hey, it is what it is. It it, it comes it comes with the territory, and I hey, as Mike as, as Coach Tomlin said a long time ago, people are happy when you have problems, especially when they ain't got them. Yeah, no doubt. So okay, yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy for him. Before, <laughs> before we break, now you got to. How did the Browns beat the 49ers with a third string quarterback? Come on. Listen, listen. I will say this, Wolf. I can see why they're the, they're the uh, the top NFL defense. Okay, like like it's one of those where you know for the Steelers and the way I look at it, we're, we're very dynamic. Mm-hmm. They are just tough and swarming. Hmm. And so, I mean, they, they, they shut Christian McCaffrey down. I mean, they hit, they, they, it was like one, two, three, four hit guys hitting him every single time. Like, they were attacking him. They were putting Brock Purdy on the ground. They were beating up the offensive line. Heck, I've never seen Trent Williams get injured before. Trent Williams got injured, and uh, they had to wrap his right ankle. And how about and that they, little they, brawl at the beginning? Oh yeah, I was down there on the field. I was on the opposite side of the field. What were you doing goodness. down on the field? Yeah, Zooks, man. Well, well, you know, I always I always do my my lap ahead of time. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Because normally as a sideline reporter, I'm just there. But you know, since I was doing analyst, I usually I usually walk around and like I wanted to say hello to Brian Greasy. Got to see John Lynch. Okay. Um, I said I said, oh I saw Trey Norwood. Oh, he also told me to tell you hello, cool. Wolf. All right. So, so yeah. So I mean, so I, you know, you do a lap before you go before you go on air, and yeah, that was happening literally right across while 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 we were walking around. So it was it was just crazy the emotion, and then of course carrying over into the game, which is reason why uh, it was such a sloppy game because it was twenty five penalties, Wolf. Yeah, twenty five yeah. accepted oh. penalties, thirteen by the Browns, twelve by the Forty ers and that's what made it such a slow game. Man, brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right. We're going to come back with more. And first of all, before we go to break, I just want to thank everyone who has reached out. I know that uh, most people are aware that I lost my younger brother, Dale, last week. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, I look at it this way. He's he, he's with Jesus. He's with Chaluch Tunch up there. They're probably running wind sprints and probably got Billy Graham holding the watch because they're both extremely competitive dudes. But I want to thank everybody who reached out and uh, – we're so very kind and generous in their 
and what they uh, you know have, have done. And I'm just thankful for Steelers Nation, and thank you for bearing up uh, with me on this. Okay, we'll be back with more as we prepare for the L.A. Rams coming up. Back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And, you know, it is, you know, normally we would be recapping, you know, (laughs) <laughs> some great Steeler game, but it was bye week. So, you know, I think it's important to look around the league, you know, for today because we're still getting back into the mode. There's really no set yet for Ra- the Rams yet. There's no commentary. Um, the scouting reports aren't quite there yet. I know I still need to watch some Rams film uh, myself. And get ready for the Rams week, but think about this, Wolf. What's that? It took it took all of six weeks mm-hmm. <clears throat> for there not to be any undefeated teams left in the NFL. <laughs> That's right. Larry Zucker <clears throat> popped the champagne cork yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, Philadelphia goes down. San Francisco goes down, and those were the last two. That was the last bastion of undefeatedness. So the 72 Dolphins can celebrate once again (laughs) that they still are the last team to achieve that perfection. So, Wolf, did you get to see any games around the league yesterday? Did you? I watched uh, pieces and couples of pieces and this and that, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Which game are you thinking of? Well, uh, a game outside of the game that I called yesterday. Um, You know, Jacksonville. Jacksonville and Indianapolis was one that was intriguing because we have the the Jaguars coming up after the Rams. Right, right. And, you know, and we'll we'll have Indianapolis at some point this year as well, (laughs) towards the end of the year. Right. That game, we don't know the date yet um, or the time. Isn't that crazy? You don't know the date or the time. I mean, it's kind of like, really? I mean, I, I get the uh, desire to, to match up terrific games and, you know, get the best ones going, all that, but not to have a date that time. It just it feels, I don't know, kind of funny. Weird. Same with the Baltimore yeah, it, it, game, too. You got two at the end of the year without a date. That's, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Zoops but that one But that one feels like we're always, they're always going to want to get, uh, a primetime match. Like, that's a desirable yeah. game. Sunday you know what night primetime. Just right. go ahead and pencil that one in. Yeah. It's like, it's like we're going to take that one. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Uh, frog in the throat. Something, he got we're something wrong with his yeah. throat. <laughs> yeah, the throat. The throat. Yeah, probably because I've been talking so much over the weekend. Yeah, um, really. But, it, you know, that one's primetime appointment viewing. I feel like this is one where they're like, okay, can we put this at like, Saturday at 10.30 a.m. You know, we want to put it up like against like a QVC, you know, Christmas sale. I feel like that that's the way they're looking at the Colts Steelers because 
They, we don't know what the Colts are going to be. And now that you're hearing that Anthony Richardson might be gone um, for the rest of the season, possibly um, more than just a couple of, couple of weeks. That's where it's like, okay, the Colts are now exactly being the Colts that we expected them to be and looking like the Colts of last year. Um, you know, when things were promising with the young rookie quarterback. So, yeah, so that one, it just feels weird. That one feels weird, whereas I get why you want to put the Steelers-Ravens in the best game possible light. Like, the most competitive, the most eyeballs, and networks are fighting over the rights to have that game. Right, of course. And it's like they don't want to touch the Colts-Steelers game. See, I think, (laughs) yeah, I think that would be a great thing to see, though. We got network heads. Get in there, put some gloves on. It's Ravens-Steelers. It would only be apropos to uh, have a little, uh, you know, have a go. You know, see who, who lands that deal, right? I mean, yeah. you know. And, th- and then one guy gets hit with an overhand right and it's over with. <laughs> I can tell you all about eating an yeah. overhand right, baby. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It is what it is. You can't change history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, l- listen, and. And I, 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 I've seen some of the best get knocked out with just a straight right. So <laughs> either or, you know, yeah, either or that they, they hurt, they all hurt. Yeah. So I mean, but but I mean, but yeah, but that but that's what was intriguing is just like you know Jacksonville. It's like they went and got rejuvenated over in London Town, right? Right. And you know you reel off two straight victories in, in London, and then boom, you come back home. And you're fighting the Colts, and and you and you get and you get another victory. So they seem to have some momentum, and starting to develop the identity from last year of figuring out the run game, using the play, play action off of it, and that you know Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and company are, are coming alive for the Jaguars as far as receiving threats. And then you know I, I think the defense is is although it's been posted a little bit. It's start is starting to figure out their, their identity and start really starting to you see start to see them start to get pressure on quarterbacks and start to figure out different ways to establish that pressure. It's not just a straight four man rush; they have to add on blitz now, uh, which they didn't have to do a year ago because you had you. I mean, you you had the it felt like the monsters of the front line where you could just send any individual guy on a pass rush and he was going to win at some point. So you didn't need to bring linebackers, but Jackson's figuring it out. So it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup come, come, come a week or so from now when we're talking about the Jaguars and how they stack up against the Steelers. But first we got to handle the Rams, got to handle the Rams that we have to do, you know, and I go back to, I was taking a little look, a little gander at them and, uh, I guess I, I can lead, I can ask you. Okay, what bothers you most, Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup? <laughs> I mean, you know, you yeah. look at those two guys. I, I, I'm looking at Aaron Donald, and it's amazing the power, the speed, the quickness that he still maintains, and how devastating he can be when you don't have a good four hands or maybe even six hands on him, because this guy is just unbelievable at times. Aaron Donald, and you know he is—he's a Pittsburgh guy. Yep. Um, a A Ron. Yeah. A A Ron. <laughs> the other A A Ron. <laughs> um, it's it. 
it's very uncanny the skill set that he possesses. And as he's gotten older, it's not as wild as it was, right? It's more efficient. It's more connected. It's more smooth for him getting in and out of breaking down hands and keeping the movement, clearing his hips. Really, I mean, all the technical stuff right. that would probably bore the layperson. Um, as a student of this game, it it is it's phenomenal to watch the technicality. He, because oh. when you follow the technicality, you realize why he gets such an easy result. <laughs> yeah, because his hands are so quick. His feet are so quick. I mean, think about it. He's only, what, six foot, six one? Maybe 285. Yeah. Now he's superbly strong. I mean, this guy is as quick twitch as quick quick twitch can be. I mean, him and a sneeze are like copacetic with each other. You know, I mean, that's the sort of firing power he's got in that ligamentation of his. But I watch him, even on the backside, when they, they tried to cut him off with a couple of guys, they, they don't do well with it. I mean, you're better off trying to run at him, and he can blow up what you run at him. When you run away from him, he tracks you down like he's, you know, like you, you, he, like you owe him money, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's on, he's on you faster than a tax collector. Yeah, there you go, man. He's on you, baby. I mean, he is impressive yeah. in every way. I'll never forget Max, the one guy I did high school sports for a number of years, uh, way back years ago with Rob King and everything. It was great. You know, the high school game of the week. The one guy that I ever said this about. It's so funny because I probably bring it up every time. And ad nauseum, Aaron would go, "Would you please leave it alone?" But regardless, um, he was. I was doing one of the Penn Hills games. I believe it was. I think that's where he went to. Did he go to Penn Hills? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe. I got yeah, the I affirmation from Hills, yeah. uh, from uh, Ninja West here, and he's. But anyhow, I was doing the Penn Hills game, and I said, "You know, we may see this kid someday playing on Sundays," because <laughs> they were trying to block him with three guys, and they still couldn't block him. You know what I mean? You're like going, wow. Yeah. And he's not hes not ginormous or nothing, but, man, does he pack a punch. He does. I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it's, it's, it is very tightly compacted for the size dimensions of the position that he plays. It's right. not atypical. It's not a prototype that you would put in that position. He's, he's an anomaly. Oh, man. And he plays like an anomaly. And – like you said, what he doesn't have and just raw, like just physical gifts. He's not over there benching seven hundred pounds and you know quads. He, he's not. He's 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 not like a, a a human a human like just rock. Whereas you think of like a Casey Hampton, right. a Jamal Williams, a Sean Rogers, all these like big unmovable objects from back in the day. He ain't that right. Right. He's like he he's he's when I, when I when I make reference, it's the Geno Atkins. Like Geno Atkins was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. Right. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yep. And Aaron came along, and Aaron just was was just 2.0, and he improved upon it. And his health and durability is what also sets him apart, right? Because it's not only the power, the strength, the quickness. It's the flexibility and durability that also kills you. He's he's just as good play one as he is play 55, as he is play 70. The dude just keeps coming, and he's in supreme shape. 
And he, he, he's an absolute, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. You have to know where he is on the field. You know, one of the things that's interesting, and we'll get into it as the week progresses more, but I, I noticed right away they're playing him sometimes as an offline linebacker on third downs. You know, pass rushing, blitzing from off. I mean, he gets a run. Think about having Aaron Donald have a five, six-yard run at you. That's a very uncomfortable feeling if I'm a guard. You know, if you if you happen to have the bubble over you and there's Aaron looking at you from about, you know, six yards deep and all of a sudden he hits that torch and just starts accelerating towards you. I'm thinking, you know, a major combustible uh, hit is about to happen. It, it is now going to happen. <laughs> so, you, so, you know, those what, what are those what are those little, um, you know, those things that go on desks, like the little ball things, like you pick one end up and it transfers the energy to the opposite oh, yeah. end and then yeah. the ball on the other side hits and it goes back and forth. He, he's that except for imagine just a bigger version of that ball with right. the same size and, and then that's the smaller head. balls and ping pong. <laughs> yes, that's him crashing into you. It's like, this is your brain. This is your brain on Aaron Donald. Uh, <laughs> yeah, giving him a running start is, is not what you want. But I will say this, Wolf. What's that? You know, this is where you flash and you cut. If oh, he yeah. If decides to do that over you. No and doubt. You, 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 take, you take a lot off of that pass rush once you hit those shins. Exactly. Because you realize you can't stand if you ain't got shins. <laughs> well, you are so right. One of the things you're going to have to do is a little bit of, uh, you know, play action screen jujitsu on him. Use his own energy against him because that's the only thing you can do. I mean, he is an unstoppable force in many ways when he gets to uh, certain positions on the field. And the fact that they're starting to move him around, they move, not start, they have been doing it, but they move him around. And when you see him <laughs> on a bubble, and then he gets that flying headbutt start. Oh, great googly moogly. You're like going, man, I'm glad I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he's one of those guys that you just put on the list and you're just like, yep, this is why this is why I'm inching closer to pension age right here because of that guy. <laughs> I don't have That's anything true. else to prove. I have nothing else to prove. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's like it's like that, uh, was it? I think it's Tostitos commercial right now and it's out. <laughs> With uh, with with all of the legends, they has like Dan Marino, Emmitt Smith, yes. Jerry Rice. Yes. And this. <laughs> Man, I can play today's NFL. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, and then Emmitt Smith's like sleep on the bench, and they put him in the game. How about pause. Danny looking at his wristband with his, with uh, cheaters on? Yeah, with his, with the cheaters on. Yeah, <laughs> that was then, funny to me. Oh my god, that was hilarious. What's the play? Delay a game. He's like, what? <laughs> That's really a good commercial, man. I like that. No, that that is a great commercial. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, as much as we talk from the legend side and, and, and the retired side, right. it's like, nah, I, I don't want today's. <laughs> don't yeah, they're in shape. They're young. I mean, <laughs> their bones heal faster, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, whole, that whole regeneration thing of, of tissue and cells that moves so much faster when you're younger. Oh, God. Anyways, we're going to step aside, Wolf, and uh, – <laughs> I'm gonna pass it off to you, but we'll be back here in a minute. You're in the lock. You're inside the locker room, Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's a couple of things that kind of be kind of bother me a little bit. You know, we were talking about Aaron Donald at two and a half sacks he had. Uh, thus far, against the Cards last week, he had five tackles, three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. We know this guy is just deadly. But Cooper Cup, he is back, he's healthy, and he's producing already. Seven receptions, 148 yards, and a TD. You got those two guys. Now I'm going to add some things, okay? What bothers you more, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, or cross-country travel like the last two trips to Vegas and Houston. <laughs> uh, that's been a little bit problematic, okay. Or the fact that going back to 2000, the Steelers have played roughly, and again, I'm, I'm never the greatest at research, but from the best I can tell, they've played roughly around 15 games in the wet, on the West Coast, all right. The Steelers are, yeah. I think they're 4-11 and against the Chargers, the 49ers, the Raiders before Vegas, and the Seahawks. Um what go, what gives with that dead gum, you know, Pacific time, uh, uh, coast time? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's because it's you're you're trying to figure out when to get ready. Like that three hour difference is so tough, and you know whether you go early or whether you go right before you try to make it business as usual. There seems to be just some type of mental lag when you're in an airplane for, you know, about four plus hours trying to get to said locations. Right. It's just it's it's a bear on travel um, sitting in the air. And it's like, do you leave early on a Saturday? Do you leave Friday? Heck, I remember we left a Thursday to go play Oakland one year. Um, so it, that it's didn't the right well either, sweet did spot. It? No, it did not. No, it did not. <laughs> Derek Burgess is all I have to say. Derek Burgess. Nope. I had a rough day with him lining up in a ghost 11 technique. It felt he was lined up on the slot in a three-point stance. It was yeah. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I've had my problems yeah, with it, Raiders, like Howie Long, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, your, your Raiders were, I would say, a lot more prolific than my Raiders because uh, the Raiders weren't like a great team either back then. And... Oh, for for whatever reason, they got up for us. I mean, now I had Warren Sapp or Richard Seymour to deal with, and Derek Burgess. But That's I mean, pretty good. You had you had, you, you had I mean, yeah. So I guess I did have two Hall of Famers. Yeah, that I went two against. to one. I'd so, I'd say it works. Yeah, you know, it goes to you, my friend. It it did, but you also had good offenses for the Raiders. We didn't. It was. Can you name the quarterbacks of the Raiders back then? Exactly. Mm, you can't. No, no. Yeah, at least you had some good challenges um we just we i mean we and we literally beat ourselves in the, in, the, in those raider games yeah um yeah. but but also but you know when i look at it i mean it, it it is a bear on travel but i think you know for us it really is about how you know you attack this game and how you do because i think this being a one o'clock pacific game but a 4 p.m game it's not that awkward time slot, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, and I think, you know, where SoFi is, we went there for the Chargers, and we almost had a, had a ridiculous comeback game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, against the Chargers, we just ran out of time in the end. The second half was a completely different half than the first half for us. 
And I think, you know, when you look at this team, I think we have some great weapons that we bring to the table as opposed to just a quarterback who was good um, and kind of moving around with the line that he had. Um, but this Rams team, I feel, is very beatable. And yes, Cooper Cup is a challenge. He is a challenge because you're pairing a Cooper Cup with a Puka Nakua. Um, <laughs> Say that came three out times nowhere. really fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just going to start calling puka bees because that's the Hawaiian, you, you know, the bees you put on your neck. Yeah, they're puka have, shells. Like, the puka nuts. Yeah. yeah, the puka shells. There you go. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a good thing because they're more one-dimensional. They're not as two-dimensional. Even though I know Kyron Williams had a heck of a game against the Cardinals. Right. Um, but I think this is a team that we can get after with their offensive line. So I think we could affect what they want to do in the passing game by getting to Matthew Stafford. Aaron Donald, that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge uh, because you can't isolate him. You have to figure out how to properly double-team him, and he's in the interior. So it's not like you can do chip body presence on the outside. Right. On an Aaron Donald, he's inside. So you see a little bit more slide protection to get hands on him. And that's where I think you have to – isolate him as much as you can, but one-on-one blocks are going to be tough. Isaac Siamalu, James Daniel, Nate Herbig, whoever's in at the right guard position, got to be on your P's and Q's. Got to be screwed in. And Mason Cole as well. Uh, it's going to be a three, it's going to be a three-way effort in the interior to block him. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. I just, I always find it curious though, that you could have a, a record like four and 11 or something like that. Uh, similar, you know, with, with the Steelers on the West Coast. If you if you check their their winning on the East Coast, they're like sixty five percent wins inside the Eastern Time Zone. And as you go yeah. across the country from Central to Mountain to Pacific, uh, it's it's like it drops. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I try to the think first. back to my days. I always hated going to <laughs> Seattle. I didn't enjoy it. You know, I mean, going to L.A. Yeah. I remember talking to Dick LeBeau, and he was talking about when he was with Detroit as a as a player, and he said, "Yeah, you think you think going West Coast uh, nowadays is tough? You should have been back there." He said in the fifties when they had the you know the prop planes, and it took like forever and a week to get out to the West Coast. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like do we take a bus, guys, or do we take a plane? Like <laughs> like the fact that you kind of kind of lament between the two is is pretty crazy. But I will say this: we did have a lot of success in San Diego, though against the Chargers. Yeah, that's true on the West Coast. That that's where most a bulk of those wins came from. Was yeah. <laughs> was was go was going there? Um, you know, because they're they're newer to LA, both the Chargers and both the Rams. Uh, <clears throat> so I hope that we can start changing the fortunes of that because of relocation. Um, so because I mean, we did well against the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, when they were in St. Louis, but they were right. a Midwest team at the time. But, you know, now they moved away from us try, trying to time zone, get on man. our law of averages. Yeah, they're trying to get on our, our law of averages with time zones. <laughs> but I but I still believe I, I believe we can go into L.A. and to SoFi and we and we and we can snatch a victory. I, I think I really, truly believe that we have a shot and Steeler Nation will be in full effect out there at SoFi because we have a lot of Steeler fans in L.A. and on the West Coast. And I feel like we can go do we can go pull a Las Vegas because we're starting to right the wrongs of the Oakland days. <laughs> I like it. I like with, it with that with that with that stadium. 
Very good indeed. You know what? Let's give it a wrap on the first hour because we got more coming up. You got more. The second hour, the power hour, as Max continues in the second hour, right here in the locker room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 